0: Ой, прилушку при
1: beautiful beautiful song from ukraine oi prilushko oh in the meadow this is carol here with arts live and local and the arts have definitely come alive locally as well as apparently everywhere else so I'm delighted to be here. And before I forget, I want to mention that George Carlin is my newest hero. If you haven't heard his piece on life, then I think you might appreciate it. I certainly Did and do. Sending healing to all people Ukraine, Ethiopia, Afghanistan, all over the Middle East, all over the United States, Palestinian American journalist, Buffalo, San Diego, and as is our wont, we will do it, with the arts. And I'm going to start right off with my first two guests here from the North Coast Corral. This is very exciting, folks, because we're in this new part of uh, KMUN, Arts Live and Local, a hybrid show. So, I have Cheryl Capellan here in the studio with me. Hi, Cheryl.
2: Hi, how are you? A little closer. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Sorry, I forgot to mention that. Yes. Yes. And on the telephone, I think we have Dr. Denise Reed. Hello, Denise. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Oh, this is wonderful. Um, Yeah, it's amazing and it's uh, can only be done with the uh, assistance i should say guidance of our fabulous staff and today nevada is running the ship so a big thank you to all of our kmu and staff and especially to nevi today well the north coast corral has some exciting news and it's actually happening tonight and sunday so um, Denise, do you want to tell us about it, or uh, what's happening?
3: Uh, we're
1: having a concert, our spring concert. This is a
3: regular spring concert, and it's called Celebrating Diversity with Music. And so we're seeing some uh, pieces that uh, we may have sung with the um, Astoria Bicentennial, because then we were looking at the different, Cultures that had been part of Astoria at some time or visited Astoria. So we're seeing um, quite a few different countries. We we haven't tried to do all of them; just a
1: few that we have. <laughs> it would be a five ten hour concert. Otherwise, you're so. right. Yeah, right. So, did you put the program together?
3: Yes, it it was. This one was hard. It seemed like because. I kept adding pieces as I was thinking about, oh, yes, that would be a good piece uh-huh. instead of I usually have all of my pieces ready before we start our first rehearsal for a concert, but this time I was adding pieces
4: mm-hmm.
1: And uh, actually, Cheryl has a program here in her hands. I don't, but um, maybe the two of you together can Cheryl, do you wanna tell us? how you see it. Cheryl Capellan is a board member and uh, one of the singers, and um, Dr. Denise Reed is the director and, uh, I almost said choreographer. The <laughs> <laughs> well, that is kind of what you do, isn't it? So, conductor we haven't is... done a <laughs> lot
3: of choreography moves, but
1: yeah, yeah. just
3: organizing.
1: Yeah, fun? organizing. There you go. Conductor. So, Cheryl, how do you how do you see this
2: concert? Well, Denise, I want to say, looking at this program, it's almost a poem. That you did a great job with uh, following some themes and and uh, making it flow. Um, it's divided into um, several sections. The first is called "Place Home," and it starts out with a dedication to the Clatsop Indians here in Clatsop County and um, with some spoken explanation for why we feel we need to honor them, especially in this um, this cultural diversity program. So wonderful job. So the first, the place home is is the, the Native Americans, followed by the Finnish people representing the uh, the immigrants, and followed by dry your tears, Africa, uh, the beautiful John Williams piece. That what what movie was it associated with? Huh.
3: Amistad. Oh yes, right, right, right,
2: right, right. <laughs> Yeah, and that's followed by love and longing, and it has some some really happy, dancey things, and some really extremely sad things, um, including a uh, five Hebrew love songs, Green Sleeves, Dolce and Beloso, a dancey thing with a bolero from Cuba, and then finishing with one that makes me cry every time we sing it, Frobisher Bay. So it sounds like the human condition, basically, if it's from happy sad. And Carol and I were looking at this, Denise, and wondering what comments you'd like to make about the next section about memories, dreams, and reflections.
3: Yes, I got that title since that wasn't, I didn't pen that title. I got it from The Undiscovered Self by C.G. Jung, and it fits so well with what those pieces that are in that section um, which are uh, three poems from the Chinese. Clear evening after rain. It's a visualization of possibly somewhere, someone in Asia or, uh, in that area might have seen this. And so then it goes on to Nella Fantasia, which is a dream, uh, a dream, a person who dreams of a world that's better than the one that we're in now. Oh, yeah. Peace and justice and honesty. And then it ends with a memory. Of um, in the Philippines, of how it felt when you were with your mother mm. in uh, her, in her arms. Mm. So um, mm.
1: those
3: are those are those are all memories, dreams, and reflections.
1: Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. And then where do we go from there? We go to
3: uh, four Norwegian folk songs. One of them, which is a legend or or a, a story or a ballad, it's called popular Norwegian ballad. Uh, and then we go to our traditional piece, How Can, How can We from singing he, yes. that we've been doing that all. And then we go into We Are One, uh, the 23rd Psalm by Bobby McFerrin. It's a different arrangement. Uh, uh. If you come to the concert, you'll hear what
1: that's about. Anything by Bobby McFerrin. It's okay by me <laughs> and different from everybody else's way of putting it. So, well, that's, I must say, you did a fantastic job. That, I can see why that would have been hard to cull down. You've got so much music um,
2: happening. And um, Cheryl, tell us about the North Coast Chorale a little bit. Well, the North Coast Chorale has been in this community for a very long time. I've been with the chorale for about 20 years, Mm -hmm. and uh, Denise has been here since 2006. Really? That's a, yeah, that's a long wow. time. We've, and I remember, um, sixteen. Years. Yeah, I remember her coming to uh, one of our, our our summer event that we always have to plan for the new year. And and here she was. She just had surgery. She was kind of delicate. <laughs> and, and I I think I probably squeezed her so hard that she ah. probably. <laughs> <laughs> didn't enjoy that very much, but we were sure, sure glad to see her and she's been such a blessing for us. Um we've traveled, we've we've sung so many interesting and, and amazing and things beautiful. with her. Oh yeah. yeah. Beautiful world. Yeah, you've traveled to Barcelona yeah. is the one I remember yeah. most, but
1: I didn't go, but I remember it well. <laughs> so where else has the group gone? Well we've and been we Leavenworth, Washington. Okay, was that in a we went prison? There
3: a Carl Festival there. Oh, okay,
1: yeah. okay, mm-hmm. nice. And and you, Denise, spent some time in where was it in Africa? Was that Senegal? In Senegal, yes. Right, mm-hmm. right. Studying up on bringing back. Well, more.
3: I wasn't studying. I was actually doing a workshop. Oh, you so were giving I the workshop. Pre- yeah, I had to present to. Um, group of young people there uh and it was a music so there were people who were studying opera Uh, there was someone conducting that workshop and there was another one conducting a conducting workshop and then i was doing some things with the group with spiritual and gospel music
1: nice nice so what's happening now well, uh, Cheryl <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> if you read last night's Daily Astroian, you know that uh, Denise is planning on uh, has new plans for herself, and we're going to be losing her as a director we have uh, so we're going to be trying hard to find someone to fill her shoes, which is going to be a hard thing, really hard uh, and Denise, do you want
1: to tell us about how you came to this uh, decision at this time and in- well, see, when I came to the corral, I had retired. Oh, I thought I had
3: retired. <laughs> I didn't I know that. I've been teaching a public school for quite a while. Ah. So okay, I'm retired. <laughs> then I started to the corral, so I've been actually trying to retire for the last 15 years, <laughs> completely retired.
1: I so, see. And time has come. <laughs> okay, well, first of all, congratulations on doing such a fabulous job, and also on retirement. What a good idea. Um, I'm sure you won't be retiring from music. We know that. No, I won't be retiring. You can't do that. No, no. That's part of your life. But this this is kind of your finale concert. Yeah. Okay, folks. You know what we didn't mention is the what and where. This concert is, I did say tonight, and that's true, 7 p.m. tonight. At the Charlene Larson Center for the Performing Arts, aka the PAC. That's at 16th and Franklin. So that's tonight at 7. And then there is a performance on Sunday at 4 PM. And you can get your tickets if all is well at Partners for the PAC, partnersforthepac.org. And uh, there will be some tickets available. Uh, at the door uh if you're planning on that please come early like by six thirty, and uh and bring your cash with you so you can <laughs> do that do you know what the um uh, yeah go ahead
3: i think they're supposed to have uh i think the sign on the door says that it, masks are required but uh not uh proof of vaccination is that true cheryl
2: yes that's true
1: yes okay I was going to ask that. Um, I want to mention right now that wherever you're going, please, folks, audience folks, check with the venue. Every venue is different, and the venues change all the time depending on the COVID rules or who's performing. Some of the guest artists ask for special. Um, rules. So please check, or best is just to keep your proof of vaccination on you, whether it's in your phone or in your pocket, and keep a mask, although many people have extra masks. Keep your own just in your pocket, and then there won't be any problem no matter what the rules are. So, so... uh, Very good. Thanks, Carol. Yeah. So, Denise, Mm -hmm. did you ever sing as a member of a choral yourself i mean what oh, was yes. okay so what was your musical background that brought you to this place that you've been in for the last 16 years
3: oh yeah i have you know i have a masters in music education and so uh like i said when i retired i had been teaching music in schools for over 25 years choirs etc uh um, and, you know, I was, sometimes I would sing with some of the community choirs, but most of the time I was directing a choir, mm-hmm. either at church, at school or community choir.
1: Right. And mm-hmm. was that, so that was all ages then? Oh, yes. Yeah. All ages. Mm-hmm. So when you came to the, um, Astoria, uh, what made you think, okay, I'll come out of retirement, and I'll just do this for a few years. Well, um, most of the time, the, during
3: the time when I was um, teaching, there was all, I always had a community choir. There was always a mm. community choir I was doing or a mm-hmm. church choir. And so one of the things that I said when I retired from public school was that, well, this will give me time to really devote full time mm-hmm. to a community choir. And so it wasn't supposed to be for 15 years, but I was supposed to. That was, that was my goal. I said, I want to have that feeling of not have have the school that I have right. to do programs with them right. and then the community choir. You see, it
1: was really hectic, but,
3: you know, I was young then, and I could do that.
1: <laughs> well, you still look young, but uh, I, it's plus 15, so um, yeah. good for you for... Deciding to move on now, Cheryl.
2: Mm-hmm. How how's the corral doing with that decision? Well, we're kind of we're going to miss Denise horribly, and we're we're you know sad to see her go for sure. I need to to add though to Denise's story that when she first joined us as our director, she was living clear down the coast south of Tillamook oh. and commuting. Oh. oh, my goodness. So this is a strong, determined woman we have here. And uh, <laughs> Well, and then she lived in Astoria, but then she moved
1: far away again, again. and still yeah. commuting. Right. There must be something oh. about commuting that attracts <laughs> well, this is, Denise. this is
3: a short commute compared to the one that I did from Tillamook. I see.
1: Yeah. Up the coast. That
3: one was just... It's yeah, true.
1: Absolutely. It's true. So you uh, do have some candidates uh, to
2: we do lead. have we have some good candidates, and I can't tell you their names. Of so, course but, not. Uh, we haven't uh, interviewed yet, but we mm-hmm. have some very good possibilities. Good.
1: So the corral, the North Coast Corral, is alive and well, and will continue. What's the website for the North Coast Corral? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Denise? Denise? <laughs> well,
3: Northcoastcorral.org it is. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that couldn't be simpler. Okay. But <laughs> right. for the tickets for tonight or Sunday, Partners for the PAC. That's Partners for the PAC.org. Uh, and again, the Charlene Larson Center for the Performing Arts is on 16th and Franklin. And uh, it's a wonderful space with good acoustics, and the North Coast Chorale always does a beautiful job. So I like that you're opening with uh, uh, honoring our space, the Clatsop and Chinook Indians, whose property we uh, live on, we share on this earth, and uh, going all the way to the last piece, which
2: is... Uh, The 23rd Psalm. By, yeah. by Bobby McFerrin. And yeah. what is, what does he call it? He calls it We Are All One. Yeah, we yeah. are all one.
1: And uh, I appreciated Denise's uh, choice of something, hoping and working towards a better world, because we sure need it. And music is one of the things. It's the universal language. And uh, North Coast Corral is doing a great job of exhibiting that. Anything else we need to tell folks? We haven't talked about how much it costs to buy a ticket. No, we don't talk about prices here. (laughs) Okay.
2: On on the radio. No,
1: not on the radio. (laughs) Go to the website, but it is very reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you put it that way because I would have had to <laughs> chop you off in the oh, middle. <laughs> <ouch>. <laughs> See, Denise knows these things because right, Denise is also have, a programmer here at KMUN. I forgot yeah, I still to mention. We have a program yes. uh,
3: the third Sunday of every month uh, at 7 o'clock on KMUN. It's called Classic Voices and it has a lot of diversity.
1: Yep. Yep. so you can tune in for that as well. Go to KMUN.org for our program guide and um, you can support us at the same time and uh, enjoy all of the music. Thank you so much for coming in, Cheryl, and Denise for tuning in on the telephone and have a great concert. We don't say break a leg to singers. Please. I don't, I don't know, I, I don't know what we say, but have a great concert. Thank you very
3: much. Okay, thank you. Okay,
1: thanks. And um, folks, I've got another hybrid set coming in, but uh, some music for you. And this is a piece going along with what we were talking about in terms of the theme. Uh, a song, treasure each. And I wish that for all of you. Joy and good health. And thanks to my guests, Denise Reed and Cheryl Capellan. <laughs>
0: Lim not Yame, who Hoda, the Navi, Leva, Chochma. Lim not Yame, who Hoda, the Leva, Teach us to treasure each day us to treasure each day that we may open our hearts to your wisdom teach us to treasure each day that we may open our hearts to your wisdom oh teach us to treasure each day treasure Each day. treasure each day teach us to treasure each day we know your us to treasure each day that we may open our hearts to your wisdom oh teach us to treasure each day that we may open treasure each day. Teach us to treasure each day. Treasure
1: on treasure each day. That's uh, one of my favorites, Yitzhak Husband's Hankin from 1993, but it's a beautiful piece. And speaking of beautiful piece, I have two beautiful people here in the studio, whoops, with me. And it looks like I may have lost my telephone connection. And I don't. Okay, I think it's going to be coming back on. See, this is quite the production, folks. Back in the old days, it was just me and my guests. And uh, we didn't even need anybody else at the station. But now I am totally dependent. Well, a, a third in this case, a half in the last case, dependent on having um, one of the staff or volunteer people to do the telephone. So hopefully, ah, aha, I see what's happening. Okay, I think. Let's see. Okay, we're gonna check this out. Anne, are you there? Hello? Anne? Oh boy, ah, let's see. We, uh, do we have you, oh. Anne? Oh. Okay, good. Whew. Ah, who 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 would have thunk it that telephones were high tech? I mean, but, you know, but here we are, and I'm glad that was Anne. That is Anne Branson, and she's uh, in on the telephone part of the call. Welcome. And, Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. And in person, I have. Susie Brown, well known to the KMUN audience as well as the entire county and beyond. Hi, Susie.
4: Hi, Carol.
1: (laughs) And Susie is well known because she's been here a long time and has done amazing things in the theater world that of the young people as well as the rest of us so a big thanks to susie she is the director of the play that we're going to talk about in a minute and uh, let me just check no nope, she is not barefoot and <laughs> i don't think that her companion is either i have daniel erfurt here is that right that's exactly okay, right. okay you can't shake your head we don't they <laughs> don't hear you i thought they would hear yeah, yeah. i'll shake it louder <laughs> Oh boy! Um, so Daniel, I don't think we've met, have we?
5: No, not yet. Not it's a yet. Real, it's a pleasure, oh, Carol. Thank, thank you for you. having me on your show.
1: And have you been on KMUN before?
5: No, but I listen to it quite frequently. Good. Actually, I didn't tell him
1: to say that, folks. This no, is uh, <laughs> this is all fresh. Have you been on radio before?
5: Uh, yes, once before for a similar type of interview or in, for, for a, a play in oh. in Red Lodge, Montana. Oh. Okay,
1: so Daniel is a double virgin, not triple, and congratulations, you are now part of the KMUN family. Nice. That's great. See, (laughs) it was so easy. Uh, You just come right along. So these folks, Susie directing, Daniel and Anne, I believe, are two of the players? That's correct. Okay, and the play is Barefoot in the Park by Neil Simon, our Old friend Neil Simon from Brooklyn. (laughs) Oh, yes, that's right, from Brooklyn. (laughs) One of my homies. And this is happening at the Coaster Theater. And in fact, the play opened on May 6th. And it will run three more weekends, including tonight, tomorrow night, and the next two weekends, Friday and Saturday, plus one Sunday matinee on May 29th. That'll be next
4: week. So, how's it going so far? We've had good, friendly, enjoyable audiences. The actors have done all the things they're supposed to do, <laughs> and thats they've been a delight to work with this oh. entire uh, production. Nice. Well,
1: I know that Anne Branson is... Far from being a virgin to theater or radio. So, Anne, you're acting in this play. Is that correct?
6: That is correct. I am playing Corey Bratter, one of one of the two newlyweds.
1: One of the two newlyweds. Uh, what are you playing, Daniel?
5: I am an upstairs neighbor. I live in the attic. Oh! I'm Victor Velasco. <laughs>
1: oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Yes, this play is... Thoroughly delightful. So, uh, you've done theater before, though you said in Montana.
5: Yes, yes. Oh, well, I've done theater at, at a couple times in my life, but in uh, Montana, I actually got to start in a musical, uh, the Sleepy Hollow, which is the story of Ichabod Crane, absolutely, Brom Bones yep. and the uh, you know the headless horseman. Yeah. and that was a blast to do that.
1: And it was a musical?
5: Musical version, yeah.
1: Okay. For full disclosure, when I was in sixth grade, I played Katrinka in The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. But it was not a musical. Mm. So, boy, this feels like old home week. (laughs) Except it's the first time. So, how does, um, have you been here on the coast for a while?
5: Well, we moved into this area in June couldn't get into our apartment our, that, that I'm renting until November, oh. so I lived in my camper oh. <laughs> at a number of different yeah. uh, RV spots until mm-hmm. we opened up. But now I'm a local.
1: That's yeah. yeah. That'll take you three generations, but that's okay. <laughs> yes, yes, that's yes. okay.
5: So um, I'm pushing that.
1: Did yeah. you immediately seek out the theater folks or? Oh,
5: you know, November probably not. I mean, I, I, a couple months getting settled in.
1: But is that the uh, a way of reaching community, or what? What is theater for you? What is it?
5: Oh, I love I love it for many reasons. Um, I, I love expressing myself in lots of ways. I've I've been a musician in my life, and uh, I'm a, a former teacher. I got my Oregon teaching license when mm. I moved into the state and started sub teaching. But I love to I love to communicate and. Share art. Mm-hmm. I've always loved to share art.
1: So, is this your first play at the coaster, or have you? Yes, it is. Yes, okay. Yes. So I'm, a,
5: so, I'm a double triple virgin there oh, too. Oh, there
1: too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Susie said the cast has done very well. Would you agree?
5: Oh, it's a wonderful cast, yeah. and uh, it's even it's better than I could have hoped for. How's that? Oh, just the the people that are in in this play are they're killing it. <laughs> and they are connecting with the audience, mm-hmm. and uh, I think the audience is responding very well. Nice. It's a b- beautiful comedy too, and the script—you can't beat yeah. Neil Simon's uh, comedy writing.
1: Right. I'm. I'm a fan too. Mm-hmm. And Anne, what? Um, what's the story? You go back and forth between directing, and acting, no. and being. Um,
6: no. Confusing me with Anne Bronson if she was directing. I'm um, I'm just acting right now, though I am okay. uh, on the board with the 1015 Theater. Um, but yes, I uh, have been acting uh, since I moved back to the area back in like uh, 2018, 2019. So I'm very excited. Um, of course, we had to put a pin in it because of COVID.
1: Right. Um, but
6: I'm so glad to be back on stage again and be acting again, and especially be working with Susie again. It's my, I think, third or fourth time with her, and she's just a wonderful director.
1: I agree entirely with everything you just said. Um, so you are not going to be directing at 10.15? Not
6: yet. Okay. <laughs> um, maybe Maybe in a year or two we can talk, okay. and I'll be directing, Well, but not in the immediate future. Okay.
1: So what I find interesting and uh, for me um, heartwarming is the connections, because um, some of you—I don't know where you live. Um, do you are you down south or are you up here, Den
5: I'm in Warrington. Oh, so, so it's—I think of it almost as the same town. It takes yeah. me. I'm from Denver. <laughs> and it would take you longer to go to your dentist. Right. <laughs> it would take you 45 minutes to drive across to right, Denver to right. get somewhere. <laughs> so, this is nothing.
1: This is, yeah. that's, I like it. But I love the way the two communities, um, the coaster theater folks and the folks in Astoria. And uh, Susie's a perfect example since she's one of the people who established the 1015 theater. Formerly, it was the Peer Pressure Productions, which was entirely hers, and blessings, blessings to Susie for that, and for um, the rest of the community for joining in, keeping it going. But how does it feel to do that, have the two different different size theaters, uh, more people to work with because there's... uh,
4: It presents different challenges but they're all good Uh, you also get to work with a different actor base and a different crew base sometimes Um, and the coaster as most of us know is a lovely theater to be Mm -hmm. in it's a wonderful facility yeah all good seats too all good very good seats at the coaster and the 1015 is certainly a theater of my heart at this point but i'm very happy to be in either venue yeah And
1: you, of course, have acted many times in the past. Is that something you consider a part of your, you know, any time, anywhere? Or are you kind of preferring directing or what? I
4: prefer directing to any of the other jobs that I do for theater, costuming, um, designing, (laughs) Acting is wild horses for me, <laughs> and sometimes I get pulled by wild horses to get on stage. And sometimes you direct and act in the same play. I can think of a few right now. <laughs> so That's usually only under duress, right. as it is with this weekend.
1: Oh, that's right. You're going to be <laughs> subbing this weekend. Yes. Oh, my goodness. <gasps> so it
4: is handy to have uh, the experience. Uh, yeah. It's good to be an actor when you direct because it reminds you mm. about how stressful it is and what hard work it is to be an actor.
7: Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. You can be more sympathetic towards yeah. the folks. Daniel, have you ever
1: directed?
5: No, not at this point. Do you have any
1: interest in that or are you enjoying being pushed around by Susie or anybody else.
5: <laughs> Susie can get you in a good headlock and give you a noogie and straighten you out whenever you right, need it. Right. Uh, I suppose that might be something to look into. Um right now I'm just a, a very excited exploring yeah. this role. Yeah. The role of being an actor in this community theater.
1: Well, this particular play is hilarious yeah. and um your role, I would say, is one of the hilarities. So um, I've, I've seen it and enjoyed it. Anne, how are you feeling about your uh, role in this? Who's your uh, husband in this play?
6: Oh, so uh, my husband, uh, Paul, this is being played by Bennett Hunter. Uh, oh. And it's great. Bennett and I actually worked together on Invent There Were Done a couple years ago. Right. So uh, it was really nice to reunite with him and um, in a much more pleasant circumstances, yes. you don't have to worry about any murderers. No, nobody way. getting killed, <laughs> off
4: right? Right. This. Yes,
6: I I really love Corey. She's a really fun character to get to uh, inhabit. She's just so like optimistic and excited and romantic, um, but she's also like really naive and kind of stubborn. So it's been really fun to explore her and inhabit her and kind of find all the little corners and nooks in her
1: so so do you relate to that role or do you just enjoy doing it
6: um both I think in all of my characters I try to find some things I can relate to and then some things that are different for me um so I I'd like to think I'm not quite as naive as Corey right. um mm-hmm. a little more pragmatic um, mm-hmm. but I definitely am someone who's optimistic I'm definitely a romantic um uh, and yes, I'm someone who loves love like Corey, so we definitely have those things in common.
1: Nice, nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, uh, some people like playing the evil one in a play, but this play doesn't have any evil ones. Who's no. the mother?
4: Tony Ihander, oh, ordinarily.
1: Geez. <laughs> oh, and you're playing
4: yes. that tonight?
1: Yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. This might be a good weekend to go, although Tony is outrageous. She too. is wonderful. She is. Uh, I mean, she's wonderful, not outrageous. Oh, right?
8: uh, <laughs> um, well, she could
1: be outrageous. Yes, I know. <laughs> Been there, done that. So, again, folks, this is the Coaster Theater in Cannon Beach, Neil Simon's Barefoot in the Park. Uh, you can call 503 503- for tickets, or Coaster Theatre, that's R-E, CoasterTheatre.com. And it is, the show is at 7.30, Fridays and Saturdays, this weekend and the following two weekends, plus one Sunday matinee on the 29th. And uh, good to get your tickets in advance because uh, if you're listening to this, you more likely than not are a relative local. And the uh, tourists are coming, and uh, they always snap up tickets. So get online or give a call and get yours and enjoy the show. I do want to mention that the coaster is going to be doing some Shakespeare-related stuff on June, starting June 10th. And you can uh, find out
4: about that on site as well. Anything else we want to tell folks? Two things: we have two other actors in the show. One is Bill Ham, oh. <laughs> and one is uh, a brand new person for me to work with. And he's a charming young man, Leonard Hogue, and I think oh, he really? will surprise people. Oh, he's how lovely! Very young, uh, lovely. And you will need your vaccination cards. And masks or those i believe that's still personal choice again put the mask in your pocket
1: make sure you have your vaccination card I just, just said this on the last one which is apparently the opposite they don't ask for the card but they do want masks so every venue is different take them both be prepared don't be disappointed by being asked to leave uh leave the line folks and enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. And uh, Bill Ham is another KMUN programmer, and he is a ham. So I'm sure it's going to be a great show. Daniel, congratulations on joining not just the KMUN family and the radio family, but the theater family as well. Thank Delightful you, Carol. Thanks,
5: you. thanks for having us on today. You bet. And oui. Anne,
1: always good to talk to you. And Susie, I love you. Thank you. Carol. Okay.
6: Thank you, Carol.
1: Right out. Oh. Bye bye now.
6: Bye.
1: Okay, folks, I have some music for you. You've heard this before on this show because, um, well, because Mark Josephs is very special to me and to all of us here in this community. He was the founder and director of the Tenor Guitar Gathering. It's coming up in two weeks, and my next guest is going to tell you a little about it, so Listen carefully to this song of Mark's, and you'll understand all about the tenor guitar. KMUN.org.
8: Eleven songs to play for you on my tenor guitar. Won't you listen to my tenor eleven songs? I've got eleven songs to play for you on my tenor guitar. Won't you listen to my tenor eleven songs? Way back in the day when I had a six-string guitar to play, I met up with a quaint little man played a small four-string guitar, he was the best musician I'd heard by far. I quickly became his most enthused fan, as he'd sing, I've got eleven songs to play for you on my tenor guitar, won't you listen to my tenor eleven songs? I've got eleven songs to play for you on my tenor guitar, won't you listen to my tenor eleven songs? me son this is a tenor guitar, tuned CGDA. I love the tone, and the way it rings. You don't see many of these around, but it's got an intoxicating sound, even if it only has four strings. It was the choice of Rabin Delmore, Tiny Grimes, and Nick Reynolds. That made it plenty good enough for me. One day you might feel it's good enough for you, you're a young fella now so we'll just have to wait and see. The years rolled by, flashed by really, when I went to the music store, it was long past time to replace an old set of strings. Hanging on the wall that day was the old man's tenor guitar. I strummed it open and it started to sing. I walked out with his old guitar and a tenor banjo chord book. Those four strings sure had a full, sweet sound. At jam sessions with other musicians, I started having more fun. I was the only tenor guitar guy around. I was watching an old movie on the television featuring Louis Armstrong's band. In back of Louis, I saw a four string guitar. That cat was just wailing, wailing away. And all he had was that four-stringer to play. Every now and then when I'm playing, I can hear that old man singing. I've got eleven songs to play for you on my tenor guitar. Won't you listen to my tenor eleven songs? got eleven songs to play for you on my tenor guitar won't you listen to my tenor eleven songs
1: Listen to your Tenor Eleven songs. As I mentioned, that is Mark Joseph's with Tenor Eleven, and Tenor is spelled T E N O R, as in the tenor guitar, which Mark championed and brought to Astoria and created. A legend, and a festival, and made Astoria the tenor guitar capital of the world. Isn't that right, Marianne? That's what we're saying. <laughs> okay, Marianne Ulipalto is here, and uh, she has been.
7: How, when did you start coming? Well, to the festival? I really don't know exactly. Is- I just remember back a long time ago. Uh, I saw something in the paper or somewhere about it, and I saw that there was a jam uh, that started at nine down at Pier Thirty Nine, mm-hmm. and that attracted me, mm-hmm. and that is why I'm sitting in this chair here today. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, so Marianne started coming, and uh, I've been involved since the beginning. This is TGG Twelve, Tenor Guitar Twelve, and although we did not have live festivals the last two years, Um, bless Harriet Bomber's heart, uh, she managed to Mm -hmm. put together um, something for the web, uh, including a whole festival, you know, (laughs) online. But it's nothing like the real thing. We know that. Uh, But you can get a taste of some of the musicians. And um, so I've been involved since the beginning because Mark used to come and sit where you're sitting, Mary Ann. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yes, play... As a matter of fact, he taught me a song on the air, uh-huh. which is pretty stressful, <laughs> considering <laughs> I play a little six-string guitar. But, um, but uh, he, he, yeah, he was involved, uh, brought KMUN close to the tenor guitar gathering. And... Um, we miss him still. Yes. But the beauty is that he found these people mm-hmm. and they're still coming. Mm-hmm. So, Marianne's going to tell you a little bit about this festival that's happening in two weeks, folks. It's the third and the fourth of June, and it's in the same venue as the North Coast Chorale, with whom I spoke earlier mm-hmm. on this show, the Charlene Larson Center for the Performing Arts on 16th and Franklin aka the pack yes
7: so the pack. Have, has it been done at the pack before have i what, oh it has it been done yes it was done in 2019 at the pack and it the first time that we've had it all self-contained so even though it was fun spreading out and being around town, there, there were, there's trade-offs about not doing it that way. But the, the good news is everything's all in one place. We can keep it all kind of more together. And um, we're, we're really excited about this year because I've been on the board since after the last one, which mm-hmm. was in 19, mm-hmm. and I have never yet, as a board member, been to one. <laughs>
1: There you go. This is going to be exciting. You'll have more anxieties because oh, now you're responsible. Oh, I have high
7: anxiety already, but it's wonderful. I love every minute of it. Oh, great.
1: So I should tell folks, Marianne is a long-term resident here. Despite her slight accent, which is Southern, you can tell from her last name which is (laughs) Ulipelto, a good good (laughs) Finnish name. So she married into the Finnish community and has been here a long time. And is a wonderful musician. You played with a few bands mm-hmm. in the area. What were the names? I
7: played with Ray Reihala in the Oregon Bound for several years, mm-hmm. a vocal band. And we really, it was a lot of fun.
1: Was that the one you wore short shorts? Yes. Okay. We, and that, that was, was one hilarious. of her outfits. Yes. <laughs> but, but that was the six-string
7: guitar. I was playing either... Yes, I four. was playing six-string. I had had a 12-string when I came here, and they, mm-hmm. they wanted the sound of a six-string. Okay. So, yeah. And
1: that, so you're getting smaller every oh, time. Oh,
7: well, I started <laughs> on a ukulele, Carol. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> when I was 15. Okay. And I worked my way to a baritone, then I worked my way into a six-string guitar, then a 12-string guitar, and now and I'm now, going back the other way because I, my fingers are getting a little... Uh, <laughs> the mm-hmm. joints, you know, and, and I like four-strings better and... Uh, uh, I yeah. just love this guitar I have was one of those Alan Mata from oh, the Sunday yes. Market guitars. Yes, and yeah, I have one of his. Yeah. Is that the Cigar Box I, one? Yes, yes, I have the Cigar Box one also. Me Had too. him custom yeah. make me an 8-string.
1: Oh, oh, mm-hmm. see. And
7: that's got a nice full sound.
1: Right. Yeah. So um, as long as we're talking about yes. that, am I correct that folks are going to be able to get guitars uh, this is this I believe for beginners there will well. be
7: there will be guitars available for people to buy um we're also going to be having a raffle, and mm. I'm not sure whether any of the guitars are participating in the raffle, but uh, I doubt it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guitars are a separate matter, but we are going to have a raffle, too, and people can buy tickets to get uh, gifts from around the area, mm-hmm. maybe a gift certificate mm-hmm. here or a nice product there. Mm-hmm. So that's going on, and that's new. We had not done mm-hmm. that whole thing before. Uh, do you want me to launch into the Well, whole thing? you know, I looked at the clock. We mm-hmm. only have a few minutes, mm-hmm. so... Let's move fast,
1: fast. but let's tell folks: for you who are not able to or interested in coming to workshops, the most important thing for you is to be aware there are two distinct concerts. Why don't you tell
7: folks? Uh, We have eight extremely talented performers, and in order to give them both all a good amount of time, we have broken it into two. So if you want to hear all of your people, you will have to come both nights. It's and they're well ho- worth it. They are very really affordable, I will say that much, and uh, very well worth it. Uh, some of these guys have been around for quite a while. Uh, John Lawler's amazing jazz guitarist, plays a lot of Gershwin and show tunes and old things and wonderful things. And Tyler and uh, Grant Flick have been around. They're, they're great to jam with. Anyway, um
1: and Tim May from Nashville. Yeah. That's a whole other kind oh, of music. Yes.
7: yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and we have some talented women in there too. Absolutely, including our own Michigan yes. from right here in Story. Michigan Warbler. And Jean Mann from Seattle. From Seattle. And Allison Helzer, mm-hmm. who's an Oregonian. And. Um, Easy Mark. Oh, yeah. He's coming back. San Francisco. He
1: hasn't been here for a number of years. Yes. He's very knowledgeable and does a lot of...
7: We have one new person named Matt Wiener, mm-hmm. and he's uh, a bass player from Seattle, and he's going to back up some of these people. Nice. His so upright bass. And if
1: you play ukulele mm-hmm. or mandolin mm-hmm. or... Any four string, and the truth is, even if you play a six string, you're welcome to come
7: oh, to yeah. the jams. Isn't oh yeah, right? yeah. Any kind of stringed acoustic instrument is is game. Bring it and come. So, so what should people do to get more information? Well, we have a website, tenor guitar. Gathering.info. Okay. Go to TenorGuitarGathering.info, and you will get everything you need. Also, do know that the doors open both days at 9 a.m. A.m., a- a- and the jam starts then. And we do have the trolley ride on Friday at 10 now, and we also have the luncheon at the Bridgewater, and I believe that's 11.30, but check the schedule to So be
1: go sure. to Tenor that's T-E-N-O-R, tenor guitar gathering dot info. Mm -hmm. Check it all out. Um, The Trolley Ride is a blast. And and come and meet these folks and hear delicious music. I uh, have joined the jam, but I haven't taken workshops. Mm -hmm. I may or may not, Mm -hmm. but I am religious about the concerts. They are delightful. Mm -hmm. And these folks love each other. Uh, Oh, and by the way, they're going to pack in this safely into the Arts Live and Local studio in two weeks too, but it's a little different.
7: Thank you for having me here today uh, ahead of time so that people can get it on their calendars because the day they come, part of it is already over. Yeah, exactly.
1: That's right. It starts at 9 Mm a.m. on friday Mm -hmm. the third of june Mm -hmm. it's just two days Mm -hmm. and the concerts are friday evening and saturday evening it's all happening at the charlene larson center for the performing arts you can come by and uh, check it out Mm -hmm. and as far as vaccines and masks check out the website and find out um just want to say the jam is free the jam is free. Yeah. Okay, and the concerts are very reasonable. And, they're definitely and so are the worth workshops. It. Yes. Okay, thank you so much, Mary Thank you, Carol. I do want to tell you folks that in addition to the North Coast Corral concert Clatskanie Arts Commission the Raymond Carver Writing Festival starts its tonight from 6 to 8 and tomorrow all day at 75 Nahalem Street in Clatskanie that's where Ray Carver was born Coaster Barefoot in the Park Cinderella is at the Astoria High School tonight and tomorrow night with an at 6:30 an extra performance tomorrow at 1:30 the um, Maritime has Absolute Zero, indie Grunge with local Segrid Coleman, and uh, the um, Tomorrow the Liberty has North Coast Comedy Night. Carver is then too. Uh, NCRD, Single Malt Cutette, uh, and that's in the Halem. And the Bayside Singers at Ocean Park Lutheran Church and Columbia Pacific Heritage Museum has a lecture tomorrow. Um, there's so much going on, and I'm out of time. Came you in, Astoria?